Well, hi again, listeners. I really look forward to these chats, and uh, as you know by now, I really enjoy talking about all aspects of birding. And, you know, to be totally honest, uh, these talks actually help me shake up my memory because um, I, when I know I'm going to talk about something, I kind of have to relook and rethink about what I have to say. So um, it actually helps me just boost those memory cells again and just gets me going again. So I really get to um, learn a bit as well as I go because, you know, there's certain things that I might have maybe forgotten, but uh, it comes back to light when I want to talk about these certain things. So I really, really enjoy this. Well, today it's going to be a little bit different because I'm going to talk about in the burning kingdom of obviously foster families. So, you know, the same as we have in our own lives. So it's the same, you know, on the, the, on the birds or with the birds. Uh, this is one of the most amazing things that happen in the birding kingdom. Uh, there are certain birds that uh, will always put up their chicks for, for adoption. Obviously, uh, lay the eggs, but uh, the difference is that the host bird who's hosting these eggs doesn't give consent to to this. Uh, it's really difficult for the, for both of them, in fact, to get this done, and it's it's very good. They are totally uh, these host birds are totally hood, hoodwinked into um, rearing these adoptive children, and you know they don't even know that they're actually uh, raising these kids crazy. Eh? The way this happens is that the female parasite, oh, hang on, I forgot to mention to you that uh, in the birding world, this type of um, phenomenon is called brood parasitism. But anyway, the, the female parasite, let's call it that. So anytime I, I talk about the parasite, you know, this is the bird that's going to go in the other bird's nest to lay the egg. Well, they find the nest of their potential host they kind of hang around until both parents leave the nest, mostly during the, you know, pause and egg laying. And um, once they've gone away, she sneaks in, lays her own egg, and then flies away. And the really sad thing, I guess, about the whole thing is, well, there's a couple of sad things which we'll mention later, but one of the sad things is that the mother who's laying the eggs never gets to see her own young ones. The fantastic thing about these birds when they go in there is that they can actually color their eggs. But I'll talk about it later because this is a whole different chapter on its own about how these birds manage to do this when they're laying their eggs. But they they um, they can paint the eggs as if, as it were, looking the same as the host eggs. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm getting a bit confused in my own talk here. So they actually paint the eggs so they mimic that of the host eggs. And uh, you'll always see that these birds will choose the same few uh, bird species as their hosts. But I'll give a little list of these a little bit later for, for interest sake, but that, it's really nice to know. The host bird uh, will accept the egg as its own, and uh, so it'll carry on raising the chick as it's its own, irrespective of how big the bird gets. And the, the thing is, the chick, uh, the, the parasitic chick, who's just been put in that nest will be demanding more and more food from its parent because you must know that these chicks uh, will grow into bigger birds so they need more more to eat so the the parents uh, of these or the host parents of these birds will actually have to work much harder to actually feed this this young one um, when it becomes a fledgling mostly 
it'll leave the nest, but uh, the host parent will still keep feeding it outside the nest until it becomes an adult. But it's uh, it's amazing. Uh, you'll see that most of the time that these um, parasitic birds are double the size of the parents. I saw a wagtail once uh, feeding one of the cuckoos. Crazy, eh? But most of the time, um, these chicks hatch sooner and um, discard some of the smaller chicks from the nest and or um, the eggs. So I'll talk about that now as we talk about the different types of birds that uh, are parasitic brood birds. Well, one of the first of the species or birds that I'm going to talk about is uh, parasitic birds are the cuckoos. And um, they're best known for, for, for this by um, quite a lot of people. You always know that the cuckoos are the ones that are actually doing this. But um, we also have, you know, other birds. We have honey guards. We've got uh, honeybirds, widers, indigo birds, as well as the cuckoo finch. But uh, I think at the moment what we'll do is we'll check these um, individually. The uh, cuckoos um, have quite a few birds that host for them, such as you've got the robin chats, all the different types of robin chats. Shrikes, starling, they've got bulbuls, warblers, and that's just to name a few. So they they do have a few birds that they um, that they use as um, well, be hosting their own eggs. Uh, they normally only lay about one egg, and uh, as I said earlier, they they tend to match the egg colouring to um, to that of the host. Not always, but most of the time they do that because the nest is fairly light. And as the host comes in, they'll see that there's no difference in the colouring. And I think it's just extremely brilliant the way they do that. It's it's actually amazing the way nature does these things uh, and makes it work. Um, and um, you'll find that the eggs tend to hatch out a little earlier. And then uh, the chick will then destroy the other eggs. The um, female cuckoo has been known to go in a nest and then um, if there is a you know, young hatchling in there they'll trample it and all destroy some of the other eggs and then lay her own egg over there but um, uh, their egg does tend to hatch out early and um, the thing that I'd like you to do though when I'm talking about these different things like the cuckoos at some stage just have a look at these birds in your field guys so you can actually see what they look like and you can just sort of follow them around the bush if you can especially around the time where they're going to be laying their, their eggs and just watch them closely and see if they're sort of hanging around looking at different nests it's very interesting to watch um, so that is now the cuckoos that I've spoken about the other one is um, our honey guides and um, honeybirds and of these the green-backed honeybird parasites on one species alone, and it parasites on the African yellow uh, white eyes, um, which is also great to know. Uh, they normally use host birds mostly that uh, nest in, in, in holes and in dark holes, um, what we call hole nesting birds, uh, like the barbets, uh, woodpeckers, kingfishers as well. Um, but uh, you'll notice if you do go into one of these and you do see one of the eggs and you do manage to see one of the eggs, uh, these um, parasitic birds or females don't try and make the eggs the same color. Um, 
as the ones in the nest because it's they choose these things because it's very dark inside and the host cannot distinguish the difference between the sort of coloring of the eggs uh, but these chicks when they come out they have a very sharp lethal beaks with little hooks on them which actually last for a couple of days and sadly they uh, they'll kill kill off any other chick that's there and or break the eggs so that's and then they lose this little hook on their beak after a couple of days and by then they'll be the only ones left in the nest to be fed so um they also they also stay longer than usual in the nest you know they won't come out as fledglings or something like that they'll they'll stay there until they're almost independent and then only then will they leave the nest then we have the widers and the indigo birds uh, the widers usually parasite with waxbills and mannequins uh, species and the indigo birds uh, usually uh, use the hosting of the fire finches um, these eggs uh, will normally also match uh, the eggs of the host and they'll also only lay one egg at a time but the strange things with these is that um, <laughs> uh, more than one of the parasitic females will sometimes go into the same nest and you'll end up with about four or five of the, um, the widers or indigo birds in the host nest, nest and uh, five have been recorded that I know of um, in one of the nests already. So this, this could be a huge problem for the host. And the other thing about these uh, parasitic females is they don't damage any of the other eggs already in the nest, which is quite amazing. They, they, they brought up with the other chicks, but the begging call and the markings that they have inside their mouths uh, mimic the host chicks. So it gives them a better chance of uh, survival. And uh, lastly, uh, that I want to talk about is the cuckoo finch. And um, this uh, female is a little different. Uh, they have almost 13 to 14 different species that they aim for when they want to go and lay their eggs. And what they do is they get in the nest, they actually remove all those eggs, lay one or two themselves, and then they leave. And they also match the, um, the, the, the host egg colors. So there you have a little brief talk about some of the um, birds that um, are parasitic type birds. And... Um, I'll just quickly go over a few of the pointers that uh, I've spoken about now, just as a summary. Right, I'm just going to say a few things, um, just go over what I've said above about some of the birds. Um, they have uh, ways of uh, mimicking the host eggs, which is brilliant and crazy. Um, but I've seen it. I've seen the eggs look almost identical to the birds that they um, are laying it with. It's just incredible. The eggs um, have a shorter incubation period, so they give their chicks a, a much greater chance at survival. Uh, they also have a knack, a brilliant knack of laying the eggs very quickly, so as to get the job done before they even noticed. And that is something special. You'll see that the cuckoo's eggs are a little bit thicker, so they, did, so they don't get damaged uh, when being laid and aged. Um, as stated earlier, the cuckoo's females are known, as I said before, to break the eggs that are already there and trample any chicks that happen to be there. Uh, that is the one other thing. And um, the other thing is the chicks are born very aggressive. They, they are mostly aggressive birds, especially the cuckoos. They 
you know the thing is they they are a little bit bigger than the than the host species uh, chicks so they tend to be more aggressive and they're known to eject other eggs or hatchings in the nest of course except of course the uh, widers and indigo birds as i said earlier they just lay their eggs and leave um the other one is that the parasitic bird oh, and i've just mentioned i think i did speak about it being a bit quicker yeah they they actually grow a bit more rapidly than the than the host chicks uh, which gives them a much better chance and of course the um, little chicks will then be ejected as well because they're a lot smaller um, the other point is also that the chicks have mouth and gape markings that also mimic the host chicks so as to grab the attention of the mum or dad that's feeding it so it makes it a bit easier and um, as you heard just now the honey guys the honey birds they've got these fangs or hooks on their beaks uh, which only lasts a few days and they use these to kill off the host chicks yeah so some of the good news is that um, some of the defense mechanisms that are noted of the host birds uh, they have ways of maybe fighting off this and having less of a chance of, of, of um, one of the parasitic mothers coming into their nest and uh, there are a few but I'll just um, just talk about two of them at the moment there's a there's a very good example of, of the lesser mast weaver uh, it builds this uh, nest tunnels downwards and they're f fairly small a little bit long so the cuckoo actually battles to, to actually get in and takes so the cuckoo tends to maybe move off to another type of weaver that's close so that's one of the um, uh, defense mechanisms that come the other one is that um, for example the southern red bishop they tend to nest in colonies so when they're together there's a whole lot of them together and when they when they spy on these parasitic birds they tend to mob them and um, the other one i like to think is one um, i don't know if it's been proven but for me i think it's definite is like the chorister robin for example uh, the chorister robin chat it mimics the call of the african uh, emerald cuckoo and you know that sort of a, is a defense mechanism itself because then the female will think there's another cuckoo in the district and move on to another nest that hasn't as i said it hasn't been proven but to me it really does make a lot of sense so there you are folks it's been a short one this time i think um, but um uh, wonderful short chat again uh, and uh, i love talking about the wonderful lives that we live with birds so uh, until next time uh, all i can say is big old saying cheers folks